And it knows. And there's a part of us that knows that. Whether we want to or not, whether we deny it or avoid it, whatever we call it, it runs in all of us. But often when we have a physical focus, we look at it as a desire to have something material-wise, like I want that car, I want that job, I want that person. Did you realize a lot of these things we think we want in the world are really just a reflection of our soul's longing or wanting to be back with God? Because in God is the fulfillment. It brings a peace. But in not understanding that and in having an outer focus, we put that longing and desire out in the world thinking that if we get something here and bring it to us, that it's going to fulfill that desire, that longing we have by having this object. And sometimes it does. For a little while, and after a while, it's like, well, I'm not interested anymore. And then all of a sudden we have a new longing, a new desire. Whatever it is. And then eventually we just kind of run through it all and say, all right, I'm just tired of this world. I thought I wanted all these things of the world, but I don't know what I want anymore. It's often how it works. And there's nothing bad about it. It's all based on desire and longing. Everything, the world or God. So do we really want to live a life of detachment and desirelessness? Good luck with that, because I sure as hell don't know it. And I don't know if anybody really does. What I do know is what desire is and longing is. And all I have to do is follow that, knowing that one day that desire and longing will be for God, for the Spirit, to be back in that oneness and know myself in that, not as a belief, not as a wish, not as a hope, but as a living truth of experience. That I do know. And that one day every one of us will know. And that's all Jim and I are here to do is to share about that. If that is stirring in you, you'll probably like what we're saying because you know, because it's awakening you. And if you don't like what we're saying, you'll probably be repelled because it ain't happening yet. Because there's other things yet that you're longing for and desiring in the world because there's a part of you that wants the experience, right? We don't stop till we get the experience. So go for it. Quit holding back, no matter what it is. If it's a relationship, if it's a car, if it's a job, don't hold back. Go for it. That's how you're going to overcome all your fears anyway. Otherwise, you just let your fears run you. I'm too scared to ask that person out. I'm too scared to ask for that job. I'm too scared to go get the education. I'm not smart enough. You know, we'll have all these judgments and fears that we just run and run and run. And so we stop or hold ourselves back from living life no matter what it is. It's no different with God. We will stop and hold ourselves back out of feeling unworthy, out of feeling the fear, out of the unknown, or whatever you want to call it. Lack of know-how. These run in everything we do. See, if we can begin to just get the underlying principles of how life works, 
whether it's pursuing God or something in the world, it's all the same. If you understand a few core principles, your life gets simpler and easier and you start to actually manifest and experience and bring to you and move towards all those different things that you really want. And yeah, you're going to get scared. Yeah, you're going to go through all your self-judgments and judgments of others in the world. Yeah, just go ahead and try not to judge, right? Oh, yeah, to be spiritual, you're not supposed to judge. Good luck. That's another one I ain't seen happen, including myself. In other words, I like to say, get real. Stop trying to stop doing stuff. Simply realize you're going to do stuff, and you have the choice of what you want to focus it on. So don't stop judging. Start loving. Simple as that. All you got to do is focus on what you want. And a lot of the things we don't want, well, we're focused on those. So things we don't want, we focus on them. We focus on our fears. So what do we get? We get our fears and the things we don't want. Oh, my God. Just like I was saying about you want to go get your degree in education. You go, no, I can't. I'm so stupid. Then the universe reflects back to you. You're so stupid. You go, see, I'm right. That's how this universe works. It's a land of reflection. It's a land of reflection or the law of attraction. You can call it all these different names. It's what it does. It'll reflect to us what we are choosing to focus on. Well, it's simple. If you think you're stupid, just start thinking you're smart. And guess what? Keep doing that over and over. These are called positive affirmations, if you haven't heard of those yet. Keep doing that and over and over, and all of a sudden you're going to find you're smart. And you know what's really cool? When you really live it and get it down in you, not just because you're saying it, but now the words have turned into your living reality and it's now in you and you're living it, all of a sudden you'll have other people saying, God, you're so smart. That's when you know you're really living it. When the outer universe reflects back to you, that which you're living or running inside of you, there's a greater fullness. That's an indicator right there. It's not judgments. It's not evaluations. It's not opinions. It's just letting you know through this auto-reflective process a lot of what's running in you. So use it as a tool. Rather than when somebody belittles you or compliments you, use it as a tool to say, oh, what is that inside of me? What am I running? What happens and goes on inside of me when somebody belittles me or compliments me? It's not always true what people say. So you've got to be careful, even in what I'm saying about this reflective process, because somebody could see this great beauty in you, and they're so jealous that they're going to put you down. So I'm not saying at all the world's saying, oh, this is the truth because somebody said it. It's like, no, people do things for all kinds of reasons. But you've got to pay attention because through it all, there is a truth somewhere and we just have to find it. So it always comes back to, well, how do we even discover the truth even in this reflection, let alone the truth that is the divine? Because the truth that is divine exists in every single level of creation and all we have to do is come back to the divine that is in all things, including us, our own soul, right here. That's why the meditation technique we do is only focused on one thing. We have a phrase in here, it's called God first and God only. The hue part of man. 
You, the soul, is the divine, living, loving essence of God. Every one of us. And all we have to do is return there, spend time, participate. Tithe 10% of the day, tithe more, tithe less. It's all up to you. Just know the more you focus on and participate with it, the more you'll get of it, just like anything else. So if you want to know the greater truth of who you are spiritually, if you want to know your oneness with God, if you want to know even that your spirit, let alone the mind, emotions, or body, give it the time, give it the focus, give it the energy. Find the way that works for you, whether it's ILM or something else. But just know this is what our focus is. And if that's the same thing you want, hey, you're in a good place. Because we're focused on that, awakening and knowing our oneness with God and how to do that. We're about the how-to. We're not about philosophizing or theorizing or theology or anything. We're focused on doing Doing and experiencing, knowing and fulfilling, getting liberated and free of all those things we've been caught up in the world and getting attached and fulfilled through that which is the Spirit. And so that I give Jim at least a little chance, <laughs> I will stop talking right now. The one thing about this pathway <clears throat> that is quite unique is there's no demands on anyone. This pathway is an offering. It's an opportunity. And it's up to each of us to take hold of those opportunities and begin to use them, begin to apply them to our daily life, and to see what happens, what unfolds as we begin to do just that. There is no rules, there's no regulations, there are no have-tos, there are no demands, there's no anything. There's just a sharing, a sharing of a process, of a way, of a truth, of an understanding that we found to be true for us, and we share that in hopes to assist you in finding your truth, your way. Jesus, Lao Tzu, Aristotle, all of them called it the way. This pathway is very ancient and it's been taught throughout the centuries to humanity, to the humanity that were ready for it and seeking it, not giving it to everyone, but to share it with those that are ready and that are seeking. And that's what we're doing here. This teaching is the exact same teaching that was taught by Zoroaster, Lao Tzu, Aristotle, Akhenaten, Jesus, Moses. Throughout all the centuries, there have been souls that have come forward with the wisdom, with the understanding, with the experience, and with the want to share it with others that they too might have that. It's interesting that when we really want something, we pursue it and we get it. We will give up other things in order to get what we want. We will save the money, we will do the work, we will learn the lessons, we will do whatever it takes 
And when it's time for the soul to return home to God, that applies to this as well. All of a sudden, we begin to let go of those things that no longer serve us. Yes, maybe certain ways and certain habits and certain rituals served us at one point. But now things have changed. And when we truly want to know the divine, we truly want to wake up and to live in the truth of who we truly are as that living, loving essence, we will give up other things such as time in the world and apply that time in ways by which we can begin to have inner direct experience. This pathway is not based on what we believe in our words or what other teachers have said in the past. This pathway is based on your experience. We just share with you a simple path, a simple way by which to have inner experience. But then it's up to you as an individual to take the time to find out for sure if this is true for you. And the only way you can find out is to do the inner work. Isn't that true with everything? It always comes down to you've got to apply yourself to get what it is you're pursuing. Well, if you're pursuing God, if you're pursuing understanding and wisdom and insight of spirit, then the key is to apply yourself to time and meditation every day. A particular type of meditation by which you begin to wake up and truly have experience. Experience of the divine. So we ask that you hold your attention, your awareness to that place inside where we begin to first experience the divine inside. And that's at the seat of the soul, where the soul does dwell within us. It's that soul that gives life to this body. And the moment that we take that first breath and we are drawn out of the womb and we are independent, the soul comes in on that first breath and sits here at the seat of the soul giving life to the body. And it feeds the body and nurtures the body and directs the body into life experience in the world and eventually inside in the world of spirit. And when that soul does leave on the last breath, this body becomes inanimate. It is the soul that gives life to it. And when that soul withdraws to continue its journey elsewhere, the body returns from which it came, back into the world, ashes and ashes, dust to dust. And the soul returns to its true realm, its true home, which is the realms of spirit. But where does it go? Where does the soul go when it leaves this physical body? And where did the soul come from when it came into this physical body? Those are things that we can understand if we truly give time, discipline, focus, attention to the pursuit and understanding of that. We can begin to wake up to the knowing of who we are as divine, as soul, as that child of God. And we can answer all those questions and so much more through our own experience of who we find ourselves to be in that essence, that loving essence of the soul that we are. Then we wake up and we know the truth that we are eternal, that we are not this body, and that this is just a very small part of a wondrous 
journey of the soul throughout many different levels of creation, throughout many different experiences that it can have so that it comes to the greater knowing of itself and fulfills itself and its purpose of being created. The soul isn't an accident. Our life is not an accident. It all has a great intention, a great blueprint. And it's for us to discover what that is. You know, we are ever searching in the world, trying to find our fulfillment, trying to find our purpose, trying to find our service action, trying to find our perfect mate, trying to find whatever it is we're trying to find in the world. And that is but a reflection of a greater pursuit, a greater truth that dwells within us. Because really what we're on is a quest of discovery, a quest of awakening to the knowing of who we are. Not just who we are as a body or an emotional being or a mental being, but who we are as divine. And there's a day when all of a sudden we begin to realize that. We feel a longing. We feel a pull. We feel a need to go and do something. But all of a sudden it's not in the world. The world doesn't have what it is we're searching for. It doesn't fulfill us the way it maybe did before. Those relationships, that money, that car, that house, that title, those diplomas, they may have fulfilled us in those moments. But now the world, it just seems a little bit empty. It doesn't seem to have everything that we need or that we want. If we can pay attention to that moment of the change in the direction of our draw, of our pull, we may begin to see that now we're beginning to look inward and upward towards that greater truth that resides within us at the seat of the soul and not so much out into the world. The truth lies within us. We already know the truth. There is nothing that Brian and I or anyone else in the world can tell you that you don't already know. You know your own truth. But it's a matter of you beginning to truly know that, to discover that, and to begin to live into that, to live the fulfillment of the truth of who you are. And stop trying to live other people's truths that have been put upon you. Many of us are ever struggling trying to fulfill what our parents or our teachers or our ministers or the world in some way has put upon us. Many of us are trying to fulfill definitions of who we are that were given to us from outside. Not paying attention to the truth of who we truly are inside and the knowing of that. We know it. When we were children, we knew the truth. And that truth resided in us as long as we maintained an innocence, a playfulness, a vulnerability, a joy. And we live that into the world. It's time now for us to begin to get back in touch with that, to discover that truth once again, and to live it to the fullest while we're in the world. And the joy about this pathway is to wake up inside in your meditation, to wake up inside in your dream state, to wake up and to begin to realize who we really are as souls. 
and then to begin to live that more fully, letting go of all those illusions and all those definitions that have been placed on us in the world and to live the simple truth of who we are. And life may change dramatically and life may not change at all. But yet something inside will really change because we will live a different quality of life. We will be in the joy. We will be in the peace. We will be in the quiet. We will be in the loving. And then we can share that with others. We can bring that forward and be that truth of who we are. And it will just automatically live in us and through us. And it will not be a struggle to be the truth of who we are. Where sometimes it is a struggle to live all these different definitions of self and try to be something for different people living the multiplicity of lives rather than the simplicity of life itself. So spending time every day, whether it be five minutes or two and a half hours a day, sitting down and holding our attention inward and upward, not out into the world, but inward and upward, withdrawing our attention and our soul essence from the body, from the world, from the emotional body, from the mental body, and bringing all of our awareness, all of our knowing, here to the seat of the soul, and finding what truly resides there. Discover the truth of who we are as soul. I am that I am. This is who I am. Aristotle said, the truth is I am, and the journey is knowing it. This is a path of knowing, not of words and belief and hope and wish. It's a pathway of knowing. And the only way you're going to know the truth of this pathway is to spend time every day going inside and waking up to that, of seeing the purple and the blue, the white and the gold light, that inner light of your own soul, of listening to the inner sound of that still small voice of God coming forward as many different sounds of the creative universe and the different realms of spirit and by becoming aware of that movement of the divine flow of loving as you give your loving to God and God shares God's loving with you and you begin to enter into that river of loving as Rumi called it of moving in that divine flow that's what we can experience inside and once you begin to see that inner light and to hear the inner sound, and to know that inner movement of loving, you know something very different, very wonderful, and true. You know the truth of truths. And then you can let go of the illusion and begin to live the simple way, the simple truth of the divine presence of who you are. It doesn't mean you become an idiot in the world. You let go of the mind and don't do what you need to do with the mind to survive in the world. It means you live a fuller life. And it also means that the soul then begins to have dominion over all these things that maybe have been running you and splitting you apart. The body wants to go do one thing. The emotions are caught up in another. The mind is telling you yet another. And you're going, what's true? Who am I? What the hell am I supposed to do here? But once you know the truth of who you are as soul, 
and the soul begins to be that which is in charge, everything else comes into alignment. And the mind, the emotions, the imagination, the body, it all comes into cooperation. And it begins to serve the soul rather than try to control it and distract it from its truth. But all this that I've shared with you is just words until you yourself experience it for yourself. You've got to know the truth for yourself. And that's done by spending time every day holding your attention on God, on loving, on peace, whatever it might be. By changing the hue inside every day, by receiving the initiation and receiving that sacred name, the unspoken name of God, and chanting that every day, you begin to wake up to the movement of grace, of loving, of joy, of peace that all of us ultimately long for. Maybe in different ways, we may call it different things, but ultimately it's the same longing. So in time, we all have that longing. We all have the call. God begins to call us home. And then it's up to us to respond. If you feel that tug, if you feel that longing inside, spend time inside every day. Spend time with you every day. And now you're going to meet up with a lot of stuff inside of you that you don't like and that you've avoided, and you don't want to see. But those are the things that stand between you and God, that stand between you waking up here to the truth of who you are. Just meet them. Love them. Receive them. And move beyond them. Don't let them block you from your pursuit of this inner dynamic, this inner awakening. Just continue walking the inner journey until you do begin to see the inner light, to where you begin to hear the inner call, the inner sounds, to where you do begin to enter into that river of loving and feel the divine movement of that current of loving that is ever-present there, we're just not aware of it. It is the loving that feeds this body and keeps it alive. And when the loving moves on to another experience, this body no longer lives. It no longer has life. It is the loving that gives life. And it is the loving that we want to wake up to and know the life of who we truly are and to live it as fully as we can. So thank you. All right.